0: Um, maybe. An- Hello, and welcome to Speaking Spirit, where we talk about all things spiritual. Your host, John Moore, is a shamanic practitioner and spiritual teacher. And now,
1: here's John.
0: Hello, everybody. It's been a little while. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I have a very, very special episode um, today. I don't. Um, I should probably do this more, but I don't. Um, I don't actually have a lot of guests on my show, but I'm very excited to bring um, a guest on for you today because she works in works she I don't know what I don't know how we will say this but she does a different thing than I do and I think that is where a lot of the interesting stuff happens right a lot of the you know I, I'm fascinated with what she does but I'm not gonna delay I'm just gonna um I'm just gonna introduce her and bring her on and start talking to her because I've got lots of questions and I'm sure this will be a fascinating episode for you all. So, my guest today is Veronica Drake, and she is a dynamic, internationally recognized spiritual, intuitive, and psychic medium, and we're going to talk about what that is. She's a sought-after keynote and motivational speaker, and a frequent radio and podcast guest, which I'm, I'm lucky to have her. Her down-to-earth, relatable approach is a magnet for people of all ages and places, she has been called a life changer, a guardian angel, and a cheerleader rolled into one. She is a coach, intuitive, and magician. And without, I, I want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give too much away because I want to hear from from her. Uh, welcome. Good morning.
1: Good morning, John.
0: Howard. Good morning, world. <laughs> Good morning, world. We are both, but you can't see us. But we're both drinking coffee this morning. So already we're fast friends. We're <laughs> cheers. We're sharing cheers. Yeah, we're sh- we're sharing a coffee. So, Veronica, um, I know some people call you V. Do you prefer if I call you Veronica or V, or you don't have a preference?
1: Whatever you're comfortable with. I've been called V since I was 11 years old, and so just naturally, you know, it just is a progression into my business world, but whatever you're comfortable with.
0: Gotcha. Okay, well, maybe I'll call you V. That's that's shorter. <laughs> less word, less syllables for me. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about, so, you know, I don't know if people probably have some idea of what a psychic medium is, um, you know, from tv shows or whatever but i want to hear from somebody who is a psychic medium which is you how what is a psychic medium how would you describe that if if well i am asking if if somebody asks (laughs) but i am asking what what is a psychic medium what do psychic mediums do
1: well maybe i should start by saying what psychic medium is not Um, we're not carnival workers well Mm -hmm. at least i'm not a carnival worker Uh, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't predict the future. Um, What I do do is offer insight based on your energy, your vibration, what's happening in your life at the moment. And, psychic and medium are two different things, but they actually uh, go hand in hand. And the psychic part of me taps into what's happening in your life, what potentials are out there, um, perhaps what you're missing, what you're not seeing. And the medium part of me, the mediumship part, is me offering guidance, insight, messages from the other side, from deceased loved ones. um, so yeah, there's a distinction that I'd like to clarify there.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I have, I have a couple of very dear friends who are mediums, and um, uh, they, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're. They're both um, just fantastic people to talk to and and very funny. And, um, uh, they, you know, and I don't know if you've had this similar experience, but they, they've, uh, you know, they came to a training that I was, that not that I was giving, but we were in the same training together. And they showed up and they're like, ah, oh, you know, my mother was in the back seat the whole ride here telling me to pay it, you know, watch the road. And, and um, you know, the other woman is like, yeah, yeah, you know, I kept hearing her too and, um, you know, all of this stuff. Do you have... Do you have those kinds of experiences where spirit sort of jumps in when it's not expected, or is it more a little bit more like I'm I'm specifically sitting down to communicate with spirit?
1: Well, it's a little bit of both, but quite honestly, um, I didn't sign up for any of this. Mm-hmm. I quote unquote, <laughs> and this is a loose term, am very normal. And, you know, normal is all relative. But um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional way and just had no direction of anything. And when I was 25 years old, I was pregnant with my second son and I lost my beloved grandfather. He and my grandmother had basically raised me. I was very, very close to them. And just was devastated when I lost him and can remember sitting wide awake on my couch, just bawling hysterically and wide awake, again, emphasizing wide awake. And he came to me just and I had no anything prior to that. He had just come to me, stood right in front of me. I saw him as he was about 20, 21, 22 years old. He served in World War II. He mm-hmm. had his uniform on, his hat. And I heard his voice, in his voice, say, I'm okay. I'm okay, You need to take care of that little boy in you. Now, it was 1987. We didn't know it was going to be a little boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lo and behold, a couple months later, I gave birth to a healthy uh, nine-pound baby boy. Uh, So, you know, that was my first introduction to mediumship. Didn't know anything about it. Had no clue what it was. Um, but that was my introduction to it. And so now I'm very uh, protective of my energy and my time. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I were to go into, let's say, the mall or sit at the yeah. park and just kind of let it free reign, um, I'd be categorized as perhaps, you know, mentally unstable. Um, so I have learned just instinctively when I'm going to do it and when I'm not going to do it. And yeah. Yeah. That's I think, important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, one of the things, um, one of the things I discovered really early on in my spiritual practice and the mall is a really great example of this, right? Because you're surrounded by all kinds of people, all kinds of, uh, energy, not all of it happy, not all of it, you mm-hmm. know, uplifted, um, particularly in holidays, there's lots of, you know, uh, hurriedness and rampant consumerism and, all of this stuff. And I just found myself getting just completely overwhelmed uh, frequently. And it wasn't until I learned how to go, okay, I got to, you know, in these situations, I have to pull it back. I have to shield myself a little bit from this. And I, I think I didn't, I, I never considered myself particularly psychic or sensitive or clairvoyant or anything like that. But then when I started um, doing the work that I do, it just it like opened the, opened the faucet up. Um, and it that, found you, right? It, it, it found yeah. it
1: being something bigger than we are.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I just say spirit because yeah. it's just mm-hmm. kind of catch all term that, that, um, is, uh you know, includes it all basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. And so after, after that happened, um. Did were you? Did you then go? You know, sort of say, uh, "I got to figure out what I got to figure out what this is." Did it take you time? How did you um, get to the point where, kind of, where you are now, where you're, where you're, you know, seeing people and helping people and that sort of thing?
1: So that was 1987. Of course, that was March of 87. I gave birth to my second son in May of 87. I had a three year old, a newborn needless to say, um, life was busy, never really thought too much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, um, as you probably know, we all hit uh, a wall, we all hit a spiral, we all hit uh, a pocket in our life where we just kind of, you know, kind of, for lack of a better word, we don't know what to do, we don't know where to go. And so, uh, fast forward, uh, 87, uh, it came to 1996. I had just gotten along in my life. I was very in hindsight. Now this is all in hindsight. I came from a very dysfunctional background. There was a lot of alcoholism mm-hmm. and mental illness and, um, it was about survival for me. And so I made a lot of bad decisions in my life, meaning I hurt a lot of people and in 1996, I had everything outwardly, uh, two kids, great husband, you know, everything was flowing, everything was going, and I was making really poor choices. And in November of 96, I said, that's it, I don't want to live anymore. And I went to crash my car into the side of a bridge, and uh, my foot was on the accelerator, I had full intent. And um, my car filled up with this incredible, all I can say is warmth. And Mm -hmm. I just had to squeeze my shoulders together. That's how full the car felt. And I felt my foot be pulled off the accelerator. And I heard, we've got you. We've got you. And really, I will say, 1996, that episode, that event, was what really catapulted me into this way of life the spiritual existence.
0: Yeah, I uh, I have a very, very similar uh, experience. I have a very similar story to, to that. Um, I, w- I was definitely about to take my life and um, was stopped by spirit. And if, if anybody has been through that, there's no denying that that's what's going on. There's no denying, like, you are physically moved by somebody like it's as if there were a physical person sitting next to you take, you know, grabbing your grabbing your body and preventing you from, from doing what you're about to do. And there is, there's, there's absolutely no denying that that, it, that that's not, well, we are all connected and we are connected to spirit and everything. It's not like a subconscious part of yourself. It's very clear that this is, Another spirit stepping in for a very good reason because you have stuff to do here. You have, you're important, you have things to do. And, um, I, I just, you know, I-, I actually read that story a little bit and, uh, hearing it from you, it's even more impactful. Um, and that our, our stories are so similar. Mine was, uh, much later than the ni- late nineties, but, um, uh, I don't know, I, I waited much longer in my life to sort of wake up. But I, I sort of think of that as an initiation. I don't know if you think of it in the same way or use the same term, but I absolutely think of that as, as my initiation into spirit.
1: Absolutely. But let me be clear and say, I was a little sick. I didn't really know what to do with that. Sure. <laughs> I had no background in any... Religion or spirituality. I had nothing. And so what I did was kind of look at the masses around me, which I think a lot of us do. And what I do, I went conventional Christianity, which listen, hear me say nothing wrong with Christianity. Nothing. I believe and respect all religions. I, be, you know, there's, we all go the same path, right? But I went down full blown Christianity and I got a bit indignant,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: Jesus said, and God said, and let's go to the top. I became uh, a televangelist of sorts, and I gotcha. and I say that with all love and respect, but I didn't like that person that I was, and I'm like, geez, I'm right back here again. You know, there's mm-hmm. got to be more, and um, I found uh, my my early mentor because I, I'm old. I'm going to be sixty, right? So, in I
0: don't think that's old, by the way. My, I, I, well, my my grandmother's about to turn 106, so oh, she's still. God. I know, right? <laughs> That's
1: my okay, it's all so, relative.
0: It's all relative. <laughs> it's
1: all relative. So in 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 the late early late 90s, like there were books, right? Mm-hmm. We couldn't press in Google and right <laughs> right. So I had a lot of um, introspective time. I created a sacred corner, all with knowing within me. Um, and I found my mentor, Wayne Dyer,
0: oh yeah, yeah, oh,
1: you know the highlight of my life was meeting that man and kissing his bold head. I mean, mm-hmm. I just there's <laughs> there's a story, but you know um so so it it, it just it, it was an evolution of sorts, but definitely uh an initiation, definitely, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't aware you worked with Wayne Dyer i'm a huge uh I'm a huge uh fan of his, and Correct me if I'm wrong, he passed a a few years ago, not that long ago, but what a body of work um, he left behind, just prolific and loving soul that he was and is still, Um, you know, we often speak of people who have passed in the past tense, but as a medium, you know that they are not, they are not past tense. No, nope, not at all. And I should point out, you, you might see like there's you know, there's a couple of objects behind me. So this is my ancestor altar that's behind me. And um the the thing I'm pointing at is actually a, a silver water kettle that was my grandmother's grandmother, so it's been passed from my family. And then I have photos of my family there and mm-hmm. from the 1800s and all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, I got chills.
0: And, and I, ha- I, I, I always tell people because I, I talk about ancestors a lot and that sort of thing. I'm like, it's a great idea to have an ancestor altar. I think it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to communicate with your ancestors. Don't put it in your bedroom because they're going to keep you awake all night. They're going to, Hey, what's going Let's party. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, so I, mine's in the center of my, my home. It's not in my, my bedrooms upstairs and, and away from that. I love my ancestors. I, I absolutely, I talk to them every day. I, I give them gifts and, and do all of those things. But, um, it's a little bit like Grand Central Station sometimes over here. So
1: Absolutely. Well, you can see behind me, I have my drum. Um, mm-hmm. I have my somebody, my client actually gave me a drum, sent me a drum. I have Beautiful. the wind, um, uh, the dream catcher that mm-hmm. someone made me. I have paintings, uh, owl paintings that people gifted me with spirit animals. And all of these things are alive. All of these yes. things, you know, have meaning in, in life and they all contain energy right so yeah they feel in in psychic world we call touching an object like such as what you pointed out psychometry Mm -hmm. so what i could do is touch that and get a feeling for the energy around it that would be different than me let's say connecting to great grandma
0: gotcha gotcha there's a
1: there's a distinct difference
0: yeah okay gotcha gotcha yeah, and I remember um, years ago when I was doing my shamanic training, I, I went to um, go do a workshop with um, a, an indigenous woman who is a drum maker, and I made a, I made a hide drum, and everything about it, a, about making it, it was a beautiful experience. If um, anybody, I don't think you have to be a shamanic practitioner at all to make, make a frame drum, um, yeah. but go to somebody who is, doing it in a sacred way and you honor everything you honor. So it's a hide drum. So the, the, the surface of the drum is an, is the skin of an animal that passed. And we, you know, we journey to the animal and, and honored the animal that passed. And the hoop is made out of wood. So that's a tree that had to be cut down. So we journey to that and we, you imbue the drum with the energy of your, your heart. And so um, you're absolutely right. There is, There is a living energy to all of this, and you can feel it, um, you know, Someone who's very sensitive, like you, I'm sure, would get a ton of stuff. But even people who don't consider themselves particularly sensitive, like me, um, (laughs) you, I can feel that stuff when I pick it up. Like it's imbued. It's it's
1: palpable. Yeah, yeah, it it really is. You know. And also, you can see on my table. I don't know if you can see this, but I have elements. I have pieces of sticks. Mm -hmm. These little things here, and I, you know, they're shark's teeth that I've collected. Okay. Um, So we have shark's teeth. We have shells. Um, you know, everything, this is my little altar. And then over here I have rocks, the element and angels. And, you know, so, so I gotta be honest and tell you when I, when I first got into to doing this, I, I really went hard and fast against, I'm not woo woo. Mm-hmm. And my tagline might've been, I don't shrink heads or boil chicken bones. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about learning, evolving. And while I'm not woo woo, I do believe that there is value in everything in everything. And that if I want to, you know, kind of say a ceremony or pray to the shark's teeth or talk mm-hmm. to the energy of the, you know, like I'm okay with that, you know? And, you know, I think the older you get, at least for me, the more confident you get, the more, um, the easier it is to be your true self is yeah. what I found.
0: Yeah. You stop, um, in my experience, um, it, it's funny. I have uh, I have 15 year old, uh, daughters, they're twin daughters and they, um, they'll always, um, you know, Oh, um, they're like, do you want to, do you want to be, do you want to dance in our TikTok video? I'm not a dancer. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people can tell by looking at me, but I've never taken a dance lesson in my life. And I always say yes. And they're like, my friends love you. Cause you always, you always do this stuff. I'm like, I have no sense of shame. Like, that's it. I like, I don't care. If somebody thinks I look dumb, I don't care. I don't and even- I, and I am and and part of that is I'm just like, I'm having fun with my daughters and the same is true with my spirituality. I don't care if you don't believe the same thing that I believe. And I'm fine with whatever you believe. Um, it, it, but I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to do the rituals that I do. I'm going to do the ceremony that I do. I'm going to practice in the way that I practice. And I don't insist that anybody else do things my way. Right. And and I'm not here
1: to convince you of anything. I'm not here to believe anything. I'm just me doing me, you know?
0: Right. Right. And I think, um, you know, if somebody, if somebody were on the fence, uh, 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 belief wise and were to, and were to talk to you, for example, I think they would very quickly hop over that (laughs) 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 fence. Um, my, my experience and, and sometimes like uh, when I'm, when I'm working and I work in, I work in journey. So I work in altered state most of Mm -hmm. the time. Um, sometimes stuff comes through that cannot possibly be coming from me, right? There's stuff that, Um, I tell my clients that it's coming from their grandmother or coming from whoever who passed away, that there is no chance on this earth of me knowing or gathering that information. And it surprises me sometimes (laughs) when that stuff comes through. Um, it's nice, you know, it's, it's nice when it happens, uh, that way for me where I'm like, okay, yep, yep. I'm on, you know, I'm following the right, the right thing here. And it happens more and more as I, as I go on. And I have, um. I have a student I met with uh, just Sunday Sunday morning. As a matter of fact, and she said, um, "You know, I, I'm starting to. You know, I did this ceremony for this person, and even before I got into this healing ceremony, like I started getting flashes of you know the the you know the trauma that they had experienced that I was working on. I'm like, yeah, it's going to happen more and more as you practice. It just opens you, know, you wide. Um,
1: we 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 are most comfortable." I think with titles and labels, yeah, because then our human brain can wrap around and say, "Oh, I can get that." When you try to explain exactly what's happening as a medium, our, we don't have any reference right. in our humanity to, to say, you know. So I'm very clear to my clients to say. I'm humanizing this by saying, okay, you go to the white light, you stand at a table, there's a line, they check your name off, and you go, you know, I'm really good at, it's, well, Spirit's really good at using me as the communicator for humanizing it. But with, um, um, my, my my journey into shamanism looks like this. Uh, again, do-do-do-do-do, going about my business, you know, being a psychic medium. And all of a sudden, I get on a phone call with a client, and she's talking about, shamanic stuff and I was remembering Mm -hmm. I was like oh I didn't say anything on the phone call but you know we hung up and afterwards I sat down and this very prolific line of stuff came out of me and it came to me um I I wasn't a shaman but I in a past life was a medicine woman Mm -hmm. so I go what am I gonna do with that and and spirit says to me "Eh." It's just in your repertoire. It's just what you're going to do. It's, right. you know, yeah. It doesn't right. belong necessarily under one category or another. Like I talked earlier to you coming on here. I work with tarot. Um, I, I work with uh, mediumship. I work with angels. I, it's just a knowing. I'm the conduit.
0: Right. Right. And yeah. there are there are tools, and uh, I, I think most people um, or, or many people get this, but there are tools like tools like tarot, right? And when you when you are reading tarot cards, it's not so much that there's magic in the cards, although as you use the cards, they start to get imbued with your energy. Um, but a brand new deck like somebody who's good at reading tarot can open up a brand new deck and do a very insightful reading. These are just tools. These are just ways to bring things up, ways tools for communication. It's the it's the you know it's the person sitting across from you who's acting as a conduit, and the information is coming through from spirit. And we talked before this that my um, my girlfriend is a very gifted um, tarot reader, and she'd been doing readings well before we met. And then um, she, when we met, she's like, "Oh, you practice shamanism? I'm really, you know that that's really cool." I mean, and and I, I knew off the bat, you know, when she start she started working with me that she was going to be a natural she already had it she was already there mm-hmm. and so shamanism for her is just another tool again yeah. it's just another modality that she's working with but she is able to to channel and harness and be the be the conduit and in shamanism we have the phrase is be the hollow bone right be yeah. the bone that spirit um, passes through able to get out of the way for spirit to spirit to work through us.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it's funny because I, I have always just seen myself as the communicator. I, I laugh because I tell people, people always come to me and they say, what's my purpose? Why am I here? And, and my answer to that is, Your purpose is found in your naturalness, who Mm -hmm. you naturally are, right? So I go all the way back to birth, and my story in my family is: I started talking at nine months old, and I haven't shut up since. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
0: Detention.
1: I couldn't. I was the kid sitting in the corner that couldn't sit by their friends because I, right, (laughs) right. I would get everybody in trouble. Well, the joke's on you because it's how I make my living. I get. So, 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 embrace who you are naturally. Don't run from it. Don't you know? Because society wants to say, "Well, here's a box. You better get in it. And if you right. don't fit in it, cram yourself in it."
0: And no, no, and nobody fits in a box. Literally, nobody fits in that box perfectly. No. And you know
1: what? I just saw. I'm wearing the box with my arms cut out the side, <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing that.
0: Like, like the Halloween costume, right when we were exactly. kids. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's very funny. Um my my mom will tell you, you know, when I when she went in for parent teacher conferences when I was I don't know, whatever, elementary school. And uh, the teachers like, you know, John's a very good student. He's very smart, but um you see that desk over there in the corner? <laughs>
1: We would have been friends.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, we would have been separated in school for sure, though. We would have been. Um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a talker and I'm, you know, um, but you touched on something that's really, really important to me and has become, a, a, you know, really, if I were to boil my life's mission down. um, And, and I, I haven't I haven't done a really good job at putting words around this yet, but it is really about um being being part of being support for people to be who they are whatever that is without judgment without telling people who they need to be you know mm-hmm. um, people will you know I, I have uh, students all over the world and and you know sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say oh you know i had this really weird dream or this really weird journey can you can you tell me what that means. And I said, well, I could do the work and tell you what that means, but you're going to do the work because I'm disempowering you by taking that away from you. I'm disempowering you by telling you what you need to do with that. Like I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you as a student. It's different with clients because clients don't have the training. And so I'm going to help them in that way. But when I teach people, I'm like, I am not going to give you any answers. I'm going to give you some experiences and I'm going to show you how to get your own answers but I am also a little bit like that with my clients and really supporting them to be whoever they are, to step, to step out. If that's what it means, some people don't want to step out into the, into the I, I'm, you know, and I have to hold myself back cause I'm like, Oh, you got to get out there and be in front of audiences. And so some people are like, Oh, hold on. I'm an introvert. That's not my thing. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool too. If that's your thing, mm-hmm. if that's your thing. But if you've got a gift, um, if you've got a gift, share it, share it in whatever way that makes sense for you. Um, you know, the world will be a better place with more art and more spirit and more music and more people who love to cook or, or it doesn't matter what it is, whatever you love to do to be, however you love to show up, um, mm-hmm. fill the world with that love and, and we'll all be better for it.
1: Well, and people, if I had to give you the number one question I get asked during every reading without exception, Mm -hmm. what's my purpose? Why am I here? Yeah. And so my answer to that is always, it's kind of generic in the sense that that's not a question that's answered by where you go to work. Or, you know, what you produce, you know, at your work or how degreed you are or what car you drive or how much money you have. The soul, as I understand it, the soul comes in and I use very human terms. So I'm not going to fancy glancy it up. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't use esoteric terms. I'm going to, the soul comes in with its agenda, its mission, its purpose, right? it very distinctly understands why it chose this demographic, why it chose this geographical region. It knows all of that. And the human... Do, 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 right? Right? <laughs> right? The uh-huh. do, 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 do. Why is this happening to me? And and then Grandpa Joe tells you, you know, don't like these people and then be on the lookout for these people and be skeptical and you know, oh, you're gonna fail if you do right? We're conditioned. We have all this heaviness yes. on
0: us. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, and I was just sitting down this morning, and I know I'm gonna jump all over the place, but I was sitting totally down like- this morning. And I, as I do every morning, and I, I talk to spirit, and I, I'm ready. I got my pen poised, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a, a, a psychic development academy I'm going to be launching in September. And I, I said, well, spirit guide, communication, help me, help me, help me, you know, however I'm saying it. And, you know, talking to spirit is like an equivalent to a, a child learning to walk. Mm -hmm. no one can tell that child how to walk. I mean, you have kids, you know, did you, you know, do come on now, Susie, pick your foot up. Like no one does that. Like, where does the kid know it's inherent, right? The kid, right? What do we do? Oh, look at, she's picking her head up. She's a month old. What do we do? Right. That's a natural milestone. In that child's life, then the child goes and, you know, stands up, boom, the child falls down. The child doesn't go, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is too hard. No, because there's no conditioning. So when we're learning to speak with spirit, everybody wants to know, V, tell me how to do it. Tell me. how. I can't.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I can help you with some benchmarks and some guidelines, but I can't tell you how to do that for you. you got to get up, pick your foot up. You know, fall down, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then try again. And so my approach to teaching this is let's rely on what's inherent in you. You're programmed. I believe the soul is a spark of what created us. A 100%.
0: It's funny. So, we, we talk about things in very, very similar terms and have a very <laughs> – I always say that. I would say that what the inner part of us is a spark – I'll say divinity. I realize that might be a spiritual term. We can call it source. We can call it creator. You could call it God. Whatever name you want to label, you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, a hundred percent. And I have experienced that firsthand, and it is incredibly powerful um, when you when you get in touch with that. But mm-hmm. I often say with my students that look, um, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be anybody's guru. That's too much responsibility oh. for me. That's no, too no, much.
1: No, no. Walk next to me because sometimes right. I don't know where the hell I'm going. So right. just don't
0: follow me. <laughs> right. I'm a guide. I'm a guide. I'm going to, you know, I've, I've been to some places you haven't that I can show you around. Sure. But, you know, what you do there is up to you, right? And that's it. And I'm not going to tell you what you need to do with your life. I'm not going to tell you. And if you, and if spirit tells you this John guy doesn't know what he's talking about, do it differently, then listen to them. Spirit always takes precedence over me. What do I know? Of
1: course. Of course. You know, it's funny because I've been doing this work so long, and I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of testimonials, right? Oh, V is so, you know, she's the, and every time one comes in, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, that's like, I don't really, you know, but in the business world, it's what we do. But, you know, you get that one person that comes in. Or two people, and they're like, well, she's a fraud, and she's a, you know, and we get them, we do, you know, and right away, you know, there's that, like, plunging knife in, and what's interesting to me is no matter how advanced or how developed, quote, unquote, we are, I always have that retaliatory energy that wants to come back at you and say, Mm -hmm. well, I have a thousand reviews that says (laughs) you're the only one,
0: Right. Right. But
1: then I go like this. Okay, there is my special teacher of the day.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, I got this from from a student of another teacher, I, and um, uh, uh, I should say so. I didn't come up with this phrase. I'm stealing it completely. I'm I'm admitting to stealing this phrase. We were talking about being triggered, right? Which is that experience of oh, how dare this, per-, you know, or or just having this and. How triggers are pointers to our wounds, our, our inner wounds. And you know the, his teacher said to me, instead of wounds, I like to use the word teacher. I'm like, oh, yeah. And the, and his, the, her student, I could tell spirit was speaking through him, just said, yeah, so these triggers, they're breadcrumbs from your teacher. And I was like, blew my mind. I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm going to steal that phrase. And someday I may write a book called "Breadcrumbs from the Teacher," but I will give you full credit and you know split the profits or something with you at that point. I don't even care. I don't care. I wouldn't be writing it for profit anyway. I'd just be writing it to share information. But um, "breadcrumbs from the teacher," what a beautiful phrase. And you know when stuff like that comes out of people that that's oh
1: this
0: this guy is this guy was so his his, his teacher and I um, are partnered in the shamanic community, and she's like. Yeah, this guy. He the, the first time he came to me, I knew like he was he was he was kind of kind of on it. So, and I've had uh, I've had lots of conversations with him, and and he don't
1: it, you find so, too that the the simplest things are the most profound?
0: For sure, absolutely.
1: Simplicity. It's so there's so much profoundness in. I mean, really, and I say this in all earnest, in all sincerity. Watch the graphs. Mm. watch the grass. And 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 I get chills when I say this because a blade of grass to sit and watch that, watch as it just is, right? Yeah. It's yeah. how it's nurtured and how secure it is and how the wind will, you know, move it or the footprint or the, you know, but, but watch the grass, watch the trees. I can see the trees swaying. It's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. The air is... I can see the clouds floating by. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm -mm.
0: No, there's a, there's a story about, um, there's a story about the Buddha actually, where I think this happened in Deer Park, where he was um, preaching with the people who were following him. And one day he just came in and picked up a flower and just sat there and held it and said nothing. And one of his students, I forget which one, uh, the, you know, people who are scholars of Buddhism would know, know which one it was. He was a fam- one of the Arhats, one of the fa- his famous followers, um, like got it and was almost instantaneously enlightened, like fully, full on, like mm. reached enlightenment from, from getting it. And, and absolutely, people, I think, are frequently looking for these, and, and I'm a fan I have, I have. Uh, in case you couldn't tell, I have ADD, and, and like I'm a fan. Of, I am. I'm a, yeah, I have a fan. I'm a fan of complexity and making things more complex than they have to be. But that's a really good reminder that there, like a blade. Like if you look at you know the billions and trillions of blades of grass out there, but you can pick, find just one and just look at it. Focus. That alone can be an enlightening experience, and then you recognize just what a miracle it is to have this consciousness to have that the, that we exist at all that the world exists that the universe exists to give us you know infinite opportunities to to reach and touch spirit in that way
1: you know it blows my mind that you know an egg and a sperm and then voila like, it's like, it just, I, I know I'm going to be 60 and I'm still like blown away by that concept, you know, of life. Like, it's miraculous. You know, you know. I was reading an article, and this is—I'm very naive and like I'm very—I'm very childlike in the sense I don't ever offend people. You know, my husband says to me, "You can ask anybody anything," and because I—I I have an an air of innocence about me, I'm not asking you about your sexuality because I want to condemn you. I really want to understand mm-hmm. your perspective. You know, so I'm reading this article, and I was in a forum, uh, you know, typing, and they—and and you'll often see the word God, G dash or g dash d and they won't put the o in it and right. so here's me going why don't they put the o in god like why do you know and someone in the forum says because it's offensive to some people and and i said well it's just a word yeah so yeah. i don't understand like i'm all about exploring deeper and looking about why are you triggered by a word right So I can call it God, you can call it source, divinity. I don't care what you call it. It, At the end of the day, it's an energy.
0: Right, right. right. And I think that I don't know for sure. I don't know why spelling the the word God um, out, it it has the same root as the word good, um, uh, which, you know, whatever, is offensive to some people. Other than I know that in there are ineffable names of God that comes from Hebrew that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, only the, only the uh, priest of the inner sanctum of the temple back when there was a temple could, uh, speak once a year or something like that. So there was some ceremony or some ritual, but it wasn't, I'm pretty sure it wasn't G O D what that, that this person was speaking, you know, whatever, whatever it was. And, um, Interestingly, he would go in once a year and put his hands on the Ark of the Covenant when it was still in the, you know, people have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. And people have looked at, because the the. I'm going off on a complete tangent here, but this is my ADD, the Ark of the Covenant, if you were to build it today exactly as um, designed... Uh, In the Bible, it says, you know, take this type of wood and put gold on the inside, gold on the outside, and put it on top and do this and do that. If you were to do that, it would be a gigantic capacitor, an electrical capacitor. And so what would happen from time to time is is when the the one priest who was allowed into the inner sanctum where the, the ark was would go in and they would have to tie a rope to his ankle because very frequently, once a year, they would touch this and sometimes explode. And they would have to pull his body out with with a rope because nobody else was allowed in. And it's theorized that there was, like this thing was gathering an electrical charge for an entire year. And then this priest would go in to do this, you know, whatever the ceremony was and put his hands on it. And of course the electricity would discharge through him like lightning. And if you hear, read the stories about the Ark, you know, they carried it into battle and it cast lightning and all of these things. And then you look at the plans if you're a nerd like me and say, "Oh, that's a giant capacitor." And that's not taking a- anything away from the sacred nature of this of right. this object cuz I think electricity is a pretty miraculous thing. We can uh. sort of explain it scientifically, uh but not completely, but the fact that it exists at all is pretty darn miraculous.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely.
0: You know, and it allows us to have this conversation. You're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Maine, you know, and then people, um, you know, and I know I look at the statistics on on this podcast. I have listeners in India, in Norway, all over the U.S., all over Canada, all over Europe, in Africa. right? Yeah, I I love that. I, I, I love, you know, some people say that technology dehumanizes us, and it can, Uh, you know, there's a lot of grossness on social media and stuff, but, but I, without technology, we wouldn't have met probably we wouldn't be able to have this conversation. We wouldn't, people wouldn't be able to tune in and hear about this stuff. And, um, so, you know, again, it's a tool, it's a tool and it's all in, it's all in how you use it, right?
1: Absolutely. It really is a small world. When I talk to a client in Norway or Singapore or Ireland or you know all over the world there's a commonality to all mm, of us. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't you know it's like wow it just blows my mind how similar we all are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're all human. We we have different cultures, we have different languages and different upbringing but we underneath it all Yeah underneath it all, we're all the same. And, you know, every, every, um, genuine spiritual teaching teaches that we're all brothers and sisters.
1: Um,
0: you know, it, I think it's a perversion of spiritual idea, idea to separate people the way that they have, and definitely to justify that using, um, any sort of religion or doctrine or anything to say, you know, we're good. And those people are bad.
1: That's basically what you know, well, I get the theory there is divide and conquer. We, yeah. have a, we have an agenda, we have a mission, you know, yeah. we'll divide you and we'll conquer and then we'll divide you again and we'll conquer more and then we'll have the whole, you know, there's like all of this going on. But, you know, we, we're human and we live, we must live in a world of duality. There has right. to be, if there's good, there's bad. Like, we have to experience duality. You know, the other thing is people always say to me, well, you know, the ascensions come in and how do I ascend? And here's what spirit told me about the ascension. The ascension is a very personal thing mm-hmm. that happens within you. Right. And I teach my clients, if you want to ascend, use your bottom three chakras, work through your stuff and ascend. I mean, yeah, it can be that I, simple. I,
0: I think, yeah, I don't, I, I think people have these, I, I don't know, from movies or where they get the, these ideas from that you're yeah. going to, I, I mean, and yeah, I know people believe this, that you're physically going to get sucked up into the clouds somewhere yes. or something like that, where it it is, it's really about turning inward as opposed to looking upward. I don't, I don't, um, I, I don't know yet if I'm a fan of the word ascension because I think it's. Um, right. I think it can be misleading like that. I, I don't. I don't have any problem with people who are who are uh, t- trying to quote unquote ascend or whatever. That's not it. It's the word I think is misleading that people think that it's it's a it's a raising up rather than a turning in because,
1: somewhere to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, somewhere to go. Your divinity is is here. You can't get rid of it. If you were to get rid of it, you would cease to exist. So mm. you have it within you right now. And that, you know, that's, there's that teaching as well that runs through spiritual systems. Sometimes it's hidden because it's esoteric, and sometimes it's out in the open. In in Buddhism, they believe that everybody is a Buddha already. It's just a matter of getting rid of the stuff that isn't. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. and that's kind of it. And that's enlightenment or ascension or whatever word we want to put. it. I got to come up with a better word. I think I don't know. <laughs> no,
1: and, and you, yeah, really. Let me know when you do. And I think that you know we get so, as the human race, we get so distracted with words and titles. Yeah. And you know, my clients will come to me and they'll say, "Well, w- what about this five D?" and I'll, I'll be like well, what, i well, yeah, i don't not, know what, that no, is. what is 5d <laughs> Right? What, what, you know oh we're in 3d now but then we go to four i i can't help you with that i don't i i don't yeah. work on that language i don't know it
0: yeah i uh, I, I don't know it either so i won't <laughs> you know, i won't yeah, claim to I, I claim to know it, it but i do know it's a term that i've heard out there and yeah. relatively recently like in, just in the past couple of years that term has come out so yeah. Um, you know, there is, there's an element to spirituality where people are, people are trying to come up with new stuff cause they haven't been satisfied with what they've found so far or something, um, uh, which is fine. And, and that's okay. Do your own thing, find your own thing. Um, but you know, people have been doing this work since there have been people. Uh-huh. Um, and so there, there isn't necessarily a need to make up something new to quote unquote ascend or go, you know, travel to other dimensions. We, you know, we, we can, you can do that right this moment without, um, you know, any new terminology, technology or anything.
1: I mean, shamanism, a hundred thousand years old and At whatever, least. you know, and, and <laughs> we think it may
0: actually predate modern humans. So it may actually be older than a hundred thousand years. Cause they found evidence in a cave that uh, in Kessim cave in, in uh, Israel, that's, Three or four hundred thousand years old. So that's not even that's not even Homo sapiens at that point. So as long as there have been people capable of symbolic thought, they have been. We've been talking to spirit, and you know, so everybody has everybody has that innate ability anyway.
1: Well, I have to tell you because my husband. is Catholic. This is my second marriage and we've been together 20 some years and he's Catholic. And for us to, we got married civilly, right? So we mm-hmm. went to the courthouse, whatever we got married. And he really, um, I, I respect and honor his religion and he wanted to become married Catholic. And so I went through the, the, the tradition of Well, I won't go into the tradition, but you know, ABC X, Y, Z, right. All that. And we got married through the Catholic church. And uh, I had the priest over one day for dinner, and we were talking, and and, and I just said, you know what? I'm just going to tell the priest what I do. Because it goes along that vein of, uh, if I try to hide something, I'm not being true to who I am. I, I can't do the work I came here to do. So I said to the priest, you know, because I, I, I'm one of the things, I'm really funny. I'm yes, really I, can, I get
0: that. <laughs> Right? Yeah. You too, right? Yeah.
1: Real. So so I said to the priest, I said, did you bring your holy water with you? And he <laughs> me. He says, what? <laughs> You're probably going to want to douse me in it when I tell you what I do. And I said, I just know things. I can look at people. I can feel things about them. I can know things about them. And I'm talking, and he's not saying anything, and he sips his coffee, and he puts his coffee down. And he says, well, oh, that's your gift from God. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I said, well. All right, then. You know, there was some validity. But I, I can I tell a quick story about Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yeah, please do. My son was in pharmacy school in Florida. I live in Pennsylvania. It was his graduation. The only flight down was late at night. My husband couldn't go, so I took a late-night flight from Pennsylvania to Florida. I get on the plane. I'm traveling alone. I get on the plane, I sit down, I'm sitting, I got the aisle seat and this guy comes on the plane and I thought, oh, he looks interesting and I could pick a vibe up, right? And I look, now this is me. I like his shoes. He has really nice shoes, you know, hopefully, maybe he'll sit across from me and we'll have good conversation. Let him sit across from me. So he sits the other aisle seat across from me and we're talking and, you know, just he's very interesting and he's got three businesses and we're going back and forth. And he says, the, the flight attendant comes down and she says, would you like a cocktail? And I, no, I'm good. And he says, let me buy you a drink. No, 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 I'm good. Three, four times he would not take, I said, no, I'm good. You know, you're not buying me a drink. He wouldn't stop. I looked at him, honest to God, I looked at him, right, and it just came out of my mouth before I knew. How many times have you been in jail? Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: now by outwardly appearances, Prim and proper, great Italian leather shoes, like didn't look like he was in jail. How many times have you been in jail? He looked at me and he said, three. He turned his head forward, never said another word to me. We're getting off the flight. And he said to me, how did you know? And I said, I just know things. Yeah. And it kind of, it's like that. Like you just know things. You don't know wh- why you know it. You just know it. But it protected me.
0: Right. It, right. Right
1: got me out of that situation. So trust that little boy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so interestingly, I, I have a little story as well. Um, it was sort of a similar vein. So it was just last week, as a matter of fact, I was, um, I was leading a journey circle, uh, over zoom. So there were some people journeying and, and when I lead, I don't journey with them. I Mm -hmm. just, you know, make sure everybody's all set and I play music and all of these things. So, um, immediately, I put the music on, and people are journeying, and for those of you who don't know, it it means going into an altered state, and and traveling in spirit form, and working with spirit, it's what, what shamans do, and um, so the second they start journeying, I get this like really weird picture in my head, and fortunately I had a pad of paper next to me, and I just grabbed it, and I just started drawing, and it was sort of like this conch shell looking thing with a flame coming out of the top, and I'm like, well that's really interesting, but the vision was really strong and I have to, so I put it down and then after the journey, which is about 20 minutes long, I'm like, okay, who wants to share? And this woman started to share, oh, I had this really weird thing. It was like a whirlwind in the water with a fire coming out of the top. And I'm like, hold on. I got to, you know, I got to show you something. And I like, I held up the thing that I had drawn and she lost her, she kind of lost her wits a little bit. She's like, how did you do that? You're a wizard. You're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I I no. no. I, I'm like, it just, it just came through. It just like, it just happened. It's, you know, and I knew there's a moment that, you know, like, okay, this is, this is information that needs to come out or I need to trust it or I need to draw it or, something along those those lines but it was it was really funny and then she emailed me again the next day and she's like I'm still reeling about what you drew last night and uh, I should probably I should probably mail her mail her the drawing or something I mean it's not a it's not a fantastic work of art it's just a really quick sketch of what I saw and I didn't quite understand what it was when I saw it but then when she described it it was it was exactly and it was a weird like it was a weird combination of of objects as well, so it wasn't something that would have likely been uh, something for me to draw.
1: Well, when I read for clients, it never means anything to me because it's not yeah. supposed to, and, right. and I can't censor the message, you know. And I just bring the message forward. I'm as I said in September. I'm starting my psychic development academy and. Um, teaching psychic development, intuitive development—I use them synonymously—is um, yeah. kind of like uh, 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 trying to tell a two-year-old what to do. They <laughs> don't want to do it. You yeah. know, psych- intuition is going to happen, right? It's going to take its own course, yes. like the two-year-old who wants to get dressed by himself. He's just going to go at it, and intuition is just going to flow out of us. It's going to do its thing. Our job is to create an awareness. Yeah, yeah. Create a a space of awareness so that when we get that subtle nudge, because people, the other question I get is people will say to me, how do I know if it's my intuition or if it's my own thought? Intuition will never beat you over the head. It's going to be a very... Think about the quietest. You know, I'm old enough to remember the low talkers on Saturday Night Live. Right,
0: right. right. <laughs> and they would
1: go like this, and they and versus the loudettes, Right. So the low talker, no, low talker was Seinfeld. Yes, when, you're you know, right. We would get next to Seinfeld. Right, you're right, you're right. And so intuition is like the low talker. You, you, you know, it's very subtle. It's very calming, and it's. Out of the blue, like, oh, I never would have thought of that. Where'd that come from? Yeah, where your own ego, your own critical mind, re- replays, and it really only has a, a built-in loop that you've created, so it's going to be familiar to you.
0: Right, so. right. That's, um, yeah, that's a big distinction for me when I when I get information that I'm like, it's quite clear that it's not coming from me. Um, when, when it's, when it's on and like that image that I got the other night and it was a quick, it was a really quick, you're right. It was quiet. It was a really quick flash, but I knew I'm like, that's really strange. I'm going to draw that before I forget it. And, um, you know, other, you know, very frequently with clients, very much the same. I just get information. I'm like, I'm just going to deliver this to you. Because yeah. if I interpret it, then I'm putting my human expectations, experiences, prejudices, all of that stuff on top of it. And it's going to be less meaningful at that point. So let's, um, I want to get into this. I want to hear about your Psychic Development Academy. That sounds fascinating to me. That's You said starting in September. September, the end of
1: September. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I really, it means a lot to me. To help people to develop with integrity and compassion and, and discernment. And so I want to teach in a way that honors those traits, those qualities, right? Mm. And I want to humanize uh, psychic development and I want to put a, a, a spin on it that is very normal. And, you know, if somebody's born without sight, you know, we accept that. But, you know, sight is part of who we are, and we just go, oh, you know, they don't have sight. But nobody is born without psychic ability. No one. Right. And that's a direct to me in meditation from source. Nobody's born without it. And so if I can help you, you know, I I just saw an image in my head now. It's like that silver pot behind you. You don't know the luster it has until you work at it, until you clean it, and you mm, can mm-hmm. at least see the luster and the, the brilliance of it. I take psychic ability and I, I show you how to buff it out, how to bring it to fruition in a way that's helpful and useful to people. I'm not a predictive psychic. It, you know, I have what to expect when you come for a psychic reading with me. I'm not going to tell you the future. I'm not going to tell you your soulmate. I'm not going to – it's not that. I probably am more like a psychic or intuitive coach. I'm going to be mm-hmm. conversational with you. And this is the techniques that I'll be teaching in the Psychic um, Development Academy.
0: Wonderful. And, you know, I'm sure there are going to be listeners out there who who want to check that out potentially sign up for that, should they go to your website or will there be something separate for that? How, how would they find out more about that?
1: I'm in the process of fine tuning some things on my website. So if you go there uh, right now, the program that is available is called going within. Mm -hmm. And the reason I created going within was because I believe all transformation happens from within. So whether you're looking to, Get a different job, whether you're looking to step up your own intuition, whether you're looking to forgive someone, it all starts with from within. So going within is my membership and it's it's very eclectic and it's a lot like me. It's all over the place. One day, you know, one week we're gonna learn this, and the next week we're gonna learn this, but then I'm gonna show you how to use it in practical reality. Not just give you some esoteric. Here it is, I'm gonna show you how to use it in your everyday life. So I'm but, really proud of, of going within.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic because I, I think, um, you know, I love to read about really sort of highfalutin esoteric things and stuff, but there's an expression in shamanism, but does it grow corn, right? Which is the whole thing of, okay, now I've read about these, you know, uh, histories and all of these things, but... Um, Really, I still have to live my life and I have to help my clients live my life. And I really need to ground this, ground my spirituality because, um, guess what, folks? If you're listening to this, you probably are in a body, I'm assuming. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but, um, most of us listening to this or speaking on this are in a body. We live on earth. We have to pay the bills. We have children to raise, you know, uh, Amen. we have a, a culture to live in and, and all of these things. So, um, grounding that knowledge is so important. And your website is veronicadrake.com, right? D-R-A-K-E. drake.com.
1: Yep, drake.
0: Nice. So definitely check that out and I will put a I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, so depending upon your um your what however you're uh, accessing this podcast, you should be able to find that, but you can, you know, um, if you you know, type in veronicadrake.com. I'm um, googleable. Googleable. That's a good word. I like that. Google, Google-able. Google. It's hard to say, but it's a fun word to say. <laughs>
1: Google. <laughs> Go- it's Google-able. on my business card. I'm Googleable. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google me. If you had said that twenty years ago, Google me. Somebody would think you were saying something perverted. But um,
1: kind of a cool word, though, right? Google.
0: It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew it from being a nerd because it's a math term. It's a it's a one with a hundred zeros behind it. Is a Google. That's where that term Shut came up. from. Yeah, I just
1: learned something. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's a it's a nerdy math term, which is why you know the the people who founded Google are all you know
1: mathematicians
0: Nerds. and nerdy nerdy folks like myself, or actually probably more so than myself. And I don't need mean, mean nerd in a pejorative way. It's oh, yeah, it's no. it's now nowadays nerd is actually a compliment. So um, <laughs> it just means you're incredibly smart and. Uh, um. Yeah. Lots of math going on there. But uh, yeah. I mean, uh, let me Google you. Such an interesting turn of phrase. Anyway. Um, Listen.
1: I have a ton of personality. I have no math skills, but I have a ton of personality.
0: <laughs> we all have our gifts, and personality is is a personality is a gift. Um. Well, look, we are we are at the top of the hour, and I feel like we could talk for two or three more hours. Um. I hope that you will come on again. Um, I know you are a very busy person. Um, it looks like you're doing about 30 million different things and you've got this, uh, psychic development Academy coming up in September. I will be sure to check it out. Um, and, uh, do you have a newsletter, something people can subscribe to if they go to your site and social media? I mean, and you stuff? should ask. Okay. I
1: was just sitting at my desk right before you we got on here uh, writing the newsletter. So, uh, yes, yeah. that will be going on.
0: So, right. yeah. So, for me, uh, if, I, if I know, like, with my ADD, if something's coming up in September, I'm going to have to, like – Sign up for your newsletter or something like that as a reminder. So exactly. people do do that because I know how these things go. You're like, I'm interested in this thing. Uh, oh, I'm really, I'm really down with that. And then you, you know, it's a couple of months away, depending on when you listen to this. So definitely, um, uh, definitely give a subscribe. And I'm sure you've got social media and. and oh yeah, Googleable, Googleable, and we all have we all have that stuff these days. Um, you know, it's how it's how I found I found my teacher online using the shamanic tool called google um but veronica it's been just what a wonderful conversation i have had with you this morning thank you so much for coming on and sharing your your insight and and all about um well maybe not all about but at least some about mediumship and 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 what makes uh, psychicism is that the right term? Being a psychic and psychicism? being a medium different? Yeah, I
1: guess. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't know. I don't know how to. I'm not always great with words. Um,
1: you're a very gracious host, though. Oh. I will say that you're a very gracious host, and I would be honored to come back. Awesome, awesome. We'll we'll, we'll be in touch, and we will
0: definitely have you back on. Uh, maybe we can get you in like closer to September too, and and sure. really dive into the um your your academy as well a little bit more. But thank you so much. For coming on, and uh, thank you folks for tuning in. And I hope you're happy, healthy, and well, and we will talk to you real soon. have been listening to Speaking Spirit, with your host, John Moore. For more info, or to contact John, go to mainshaman.com, that's M-A-I-N-E-S-H-A-M-A-N.com.